Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Thank you so much for joining me today. I gave a teaser of today's episode in this past Sunday's VIP email. If you are not on that email list, it is totally free. About once a week, I email, usually on Sunday morning, in fact, always on Sunday morning, until it's no longer Sunday morning. But yes, I send an email out once a week, Sunday mornings, just to share a thought, share an idea, um, a lesson, something that's going on in my life that you might be able to benefit from. If you're not on that list, you can get on it very easily. Just go to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 596. 596. I feel like we should do something special for episode 600, even though, spoiler, we're far past episode 600. See, I didn't used to number my Q&A episodes. So there's like 30 or 40 episodes that were originally named Q&A 1, Q&A 2, Q&A 3. Um, so that's thrown things off. But seeing that 600, episode 600, that's coming up right around the corner, I feel like we should do a fun giveaway. Maybe some cash, maybe some prizes for things like leaving reviews or sharing the podcast. Stay tuned for that. I think we should do that. That would be a lot of fun. Today we're talking, I said I gave a little teaser in the VIP email about gut health. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know that I have decided to move this to the top of the priority list for me in my own life, in part because of some research that I've been doing, but really what led me to it was my own hormonal challenges. Most of you guys know that I have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an immune condition where sometimes my body thinks that my my thyroid is um, not on the same team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so I have taken a lot of different approaches to healing my own body, especially as it relates to things like stress. This was one of the big reasons that I got very serious about incorporating meditation, which is one of the best decisions I've made in my life. I've done episodes on meditation, so you can check those out if you're curious to know more about meditation or my experience with meditation. That's definitely on the podcast. But what I hadn't focused on was gut health for a lot of the reasons that you guys haven't focused on gut health either. I didn't have any obvious gut issues. And when I say that, what I mean is, I wasn't having an abnormal amount of bloating or constipation or diarrhea or food sensitivities or anything like that. But what that overlooks is that gut issues actually show up in way more than just the gut. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Gut issues show up in the form of anxiety. Gut issues manifest as depression. 
as extreme stress. Gut issues manifest as hormonal imbalances and weight gain and trouble losing weight. And despite everything that I do know about the microbiome, what I had been overlooking for a really long time to my own detriment was the fact that my thyroid issue very well may be because of a gut issue. So I asked myself, what does it look like to prioritize gut health? What would need to change? And am I willing to do a little self-experiment, put gut health first and see what changes in my overall health. And I said, yeah, of course, why not? I want to feel as great as I can feel. And I've never really prioritized my gut health. I've certainly made some changes that I talk about in the podcast. Uh, Episode 504, for example, I did the Viome stool sample thing and I uh, cut spinach out of my diet and really minimized almonds and things like that because I learned that I didn't have the bacteria at the time to break those down. But I hadn't really gone all in on gut health until recently, and I've been getting a lot of questions about it. I probably get five or six emails a day with questions about things that either tie back to gut health or questions about my own experience in that. So that's where we're going today. I'm really excited about it. I want to remind you guys of a couple things. Starting this Monday, which is May 6th, 2019, we are kicking off this free e-series on mental and emotional spring cleaning. There's lots of talk about spring cleaning happening now, and we all know how good it feels, whether it's spring, summer, winter, fall, or any time in between, when we take the time to clean out the fridge, organize the pantry, clean out the closet, whatever it is, empty out the junk drawer and get some little organizers for it. And we open it up and all of a sudden we just feel like, oh, that's so good. And we overlook the biggest area for need there, which is our own minds. Because the clutter in our physical lives that it feels so good to eliminate We have the same exact thing going on in our minds, the clutter that comes from past patterns we're clinging to, excuses, stories, fears, worry. It's time we do some spring cleaning of our mind, and that's exactly what we're doing in this totally free one-week e-series, introducing a tool, idea, tactic, or tip every single day. Starts Monday, May 6th. You do have to be on the email list for it. Not my VIP email list. There is an email list just for this spring cleaning e-series. Lots of people are emailing me saying, well, because I'm on your email list, will I get it? No, because I don't want to send anything to anybody who doesn't want it, right? So if you are interested in this free spring cleaning mental and emotional style e-series, make sure you go to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 596, and the link will be right there. The other thing that you'll see a link to is the wait list for our summer 12 weeks to transformation. We are in week four of our spring 12 weeks to transformation right now, and This is one of the best ones yet. We have the most amazing people who are so committed in making major improvements and changes in their lives, and it's a joy to be part of, and I would love the opportunity to work closely with you to get to know you and help you really make meaningful progress to creating a life you love and enjoying the journey, which is such an important part. Sometimes gets a little bit overlooked. So you can get on the list for our spring cleaning e-series. It's totally free. 
on the show notes as well as hopping on the waitlist. I've got a very special something coming in the next couple days for folks who are on the waitlist for the summer 12 Weeks to Transformation. Just a little something to help them get it in gear between now and our summer kickoff. So both of those resources are going to be available on the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 596. Okay, okay. Let's get into it. As I shared in this past Sunday's VIP email, I am not one for quick fixes. I am not one for over-promising and under-delivering. I am not one for trends, fads, and sensationalism at all. At the same time, there is a very simple truth about the microbiome, and that is if you change your microbiome and nothing else you can improve your body composition. It is that significant what is going on in your gut. If you just change the composition of the bacteria in your gut, decreasing the bad ones, increasing the good ones, that change alone, independent of other changes, can change your mood, can change your energy, can change your hormones, can change your body composition. The caveat that I added in the VIP email, and we're going to dive deeper today, of course, the caveat I've added there, I will repeat here, should you be eating well? Yes. Should you be treating your body like the brilliant machine that it is? Absolutely. You should be prioritizing that. Should you be working to not overeat, not overindulge? Yeah, every choice is a chance. Let's all agree to pursue improvements there every day, okay? We should all be taking great care of ourselves. And eating well is one of the ways by which we can make this improvement to our microbiome. It's a very important tool in that toolbox. But here's the deal. Sometimes we convince ourselves that it's all about our inconsistency. It's all about our excuses. It's all in our head. And it's not. Sometimes what is going on in your head, your mood, your frustration, your general sense of like, oh, I'm just not feeling it, that comes from what is going on in your gut. And one of the things we're going to do today, one of the many things we're going to do today is explain why that is, why it's not necessarily that you're not motivated, that you're inconsistent, but rather you feel that way because of the dysbiosis or the lack of balance in your gut. What we know is that our health really begins in our gut. That's where the vast majority of signaling to the brain and body comes from. So why are we talking about this now? Is it just that it's trendy, that it's hot, that it's this new thing? Because we weren't talking about it five years ago, certainly not 10 years ago. Why now? A lot of people feel like it's just the hot trend that people are trying to make money off of. And that's actually not true. Here's why we are talking about it now the gut and the impact of the gut when we weren't talking about it five or 10 years ago. The Human Genome Project taught us how important the microbiome project is. In fact, the Human Genome Project taught us that our genes really aren't the primary influencer of health and disease and wellness and how we go through the day, how we feel, what we look like. The Human Genome Project taught us that our microbiome has a much more significant impact than our genetic makeup. 
that's what the Human Genome Project taught us because what we were seeing is that largely genetic expression or, or genetic makeup was very similar across the board. And yet, health was wildly different. Digestion was wildly different. Mental illness and mental wellness were wildly different even when genetics were almost identical. And the Human Genome Project took us down this path of recognizing the impact of the microbiome. More than 90% of all of the published studies on the microbiome and the gut-brain access have been published in the last five years because of what we've learned from the Human Genome Project. The gut, okay, so one of the things that's so powerful about our genes, why we've looked so closely at them is because our genes determine what proteins are encoded in the body and proteins are like kind of how things happen in the body. Well, here's what the Human Genome Project taught us about the microbiome. While yes, your genes encode for specific proteins, your microbiome has more than 100 times the impact on protein coding than your genes do. Okay, that's pretty significant, 100x. We used to think of the microbiome just as what happens in the gut. Like what happens in the gut stays in the gut. Not the case. Anybody who tells you what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas is lying because they've already told five people and it's probably on Instagram. What happens in the gut does not stay in the gut. What happens in the gut goes to the brain. What happens in the gut influences genetic expression. What happens in the gut massively impacts your endocrine system or your network of hormones. What happens in the gut determines, yes, how you metabolize food, but also how you store it. Are you lean and strong and building muscle or are you flabby and weak and storing fat? What happens in the gut is traveling throughout your entire body, giving instructions and marching orders. Your microbiome is communicating with your brain through this network called the gut-brain axis, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. That communication that starts in your microbiome based on what bugs are there, what bugs aren't there, and in what concentrations, your microbiome is communicating with the brain about your overall health, your immune system, your body weight, your muscle mass, your fat mass, your digestive function, your mood, stress, anxiety, depression. Now, the good news is we have a massive impact on the microbiome. Massive, massive, massive. Not just through supplements. A lot of people think, okay, microbiome, take probiotics, check, check. Nope. Not even close. Not even close. If I were to take, I'm looking right now at my box of client cards, right? Every one of my clients in the 12 Weeks to Transformation has a little card and I have it in this little cute little glass and gold box uh, on my table right now. If I were to take these note cards and shred them up into a fine little powder and plant a seed in it, that seed would not grow because shredded note cards are not the right environment for a seed to germinate, right? 
Similarly, if you think of a probiotic as a seed, if you plant it in an environment of stress and processed foods, that seed is not going to flourish. This is why I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's going to be like, yeah, yeah, take this, take that, take the next thing. Because while, let me be clear, supplements absolutely have a role, they are not the first line of defense. And they're not the starting point that a lot of people are on right now. Sure, some people are. For me, I got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm consistently eating well. I'm sleeping more. I made real big changes to my lifestyle in terms of stress management and removing toxins and removing foods that I didn't even know I was sensitive to, like almonds and spinach. And yet, there's an issue with my hormones. So since the environment in my body is right with nutrition and sleep and stress, now it makes sense to supplement to adjust that microbiome. But if you're at a place where you're regularly overeating, you're regularly consuming processed foods, you are stressed beyond belief and you're not prioritizing sleep, then you being like, oh yeah, so what probiotic should I take? Would be like planting a seed in my shredded note cards. It's not going to thrive, okay? So yes, there is absolutely a role for supplementation, but it is not the starting point. Before you go and you spend $100 at the garden store on all your seeds, you've got to make sure you've got something to plant them in in which they will thrive. And that is a totality of factors. It's not just, okay, I got the soil, right, which might be the equivalent of I'm eating well, I'm eating well, but in a dark room with no access to light, even in great soil, they're not going to thrive. And that from a lifestyle standpoint is like, hey, what's going on with your stress? Because if you are in a constant cortisol surge because you're stressed beyond belief and everything that happens in your life aggravates you, it's not going to thrive. Stress and sleep are very critical factors for optimizing the microbiome. So that's why we're not talking about supplements today. It doesn't mean that some of you aren't ready to take that step. And I will absolutely entertain that conversation with those people joyfully and eagerly. But for most people, when I say quality nutrition, and we've talked about what that means for the microbiome in past episodes. So if you're like, okay, what do I eat for my gut? I'm going to link to those past episodes in the show notes at primalpotential.com forward slash 596 because we've talked about that in a lot of detail. But if you're thinking, all right, I'm there, but yeah, I'm stressed beyond belief or I'm not prioritizing sleep, you have to make those adjustments. You have to. And supplements can help with that, but you've got to be on the right path with stress and sleep. Okay, so the microbiome is not just about how you digest your food, but that's certainly part of it. Your microbiome is communicating to your entire immune system. The majority of your immune system, in fact, lives in your gut. So if you have any kind of dysbiosis going on in the gut, your immune system is impaired. And while you might not feel that now, Don't you think for one second that that's not going to be a factor for you in five years, in 10 years, and the progression of, of disease? Your microbiome also has a huge role on vitamins and minerals because specific strains of bacteria actually synthesize vitamins, truly, in your gut. So if you don't have the right bacteria, 
then you might struggle from a lack of energy because you are not creating the B vitamins that you could be creating with the right bacterial environment. Of course, metabolism, right? The ability to break down food. Sometimes, and this used to be me, and I'm sure my gut health was a big part of it, though I didn't know about it then, I used to think that I was broken. I've said this before because I would eat a big meal and then like 30, 45 minutes later, an hour later, I would be really hungry. And I think, what is wrong with me that I can't be satisfied like the quote unquote normal person who has this meal and isn't hungry for four or five hours? Like why, how can I possibly be hungry when I just ate? Well, what happens is if we don't have the right microbial composition in our gut, then our body can't break down the food that we eat effectively and get the nutrients from it. So while you've eaten, your body can be more or less starving of the nutrients because it is the bacteria that harvest the nutrients from the food that we eat. So with dysbiosis, we're going to be storing way more and using way less So we're getting bigger, but we're hungry all the time and we're not well nourished, not so much because of our own mental weakness. That's not what it's about. It is about the dysbiosis where your body cannot properly harvest the nutrients from the food that you're eating. So you're storing more, you're using less, and your body is screaming at you with hunger signals because it needs fuel. It doesn't need you to eat more. It needs you to create a microbial environment so that it can access the nutrients from the food you have consumed. Your microbiome also has a role in inflammation. Certain bacteria are going to upregulate cortisol production, that stress hormone, and other strains of bacteria, and we'll talk about which ones specifically, because I know a lot of you are curious about that. I know I was a lot of strains of bacteria are going to minimize cortisol. They're going to calm it down and they're going to create neurotransmitters like GABA, serotonin, and dopamine that make you feel more calm and less stressed. A lot of people don't realize this. The link between gut health, I don't think I realized it until pretty recently, the link between gut health and mental health. Your gut's make more serotonin than your brain does. Sometimes we think of mood as just in our head, like what's happening with neurotransmitter production in our head and those neurotransmitters are those feel-good chemicals that make us feel happy or that make us feel relaxed. And yes, the brain does produce some of them, but the gut produces way more. The challenge becomes when you have dysbiosis or when you have a suboptimal microbial environment, not enough of the good guys, too many of the bad guys, you are not producing enough serotonin or enough dopamine or enough GABA. And that is where depression can begin. That is where chronic stress and anxiety can begin. Serotonin is one of those things that has a huge impact on our weight too. Because when you have this dysbiosis, not enough of the good guys, too much of the bad guys, and you're not producing enough serotonin, not only is that going to be a trigger for for depression in the way we think of that, like depressed mood, but also clinical depression, but also hunger and cravings. And our tendency is to think of it as a brain issue, a mood issue, a food issue. Guys, It's a gut issue. Your gut produces more serotonin and more dopamine than your 
brain does. When I was putting things together for today's episode, I realized for the first time that depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. The leading cause of disability worldwide. And so often we think of it as a brain issue, but it's a gut issue. It is a microbiome issue. From going back to the weight thing for a second, I find this freaking fascinating. If we were to get a stool sample from you, okay, and send it off to the lab and give it to a researcher, and Sarah's sitting across from me right now, so if we took my stool sample and her stool sample and we sent it off to the lab and, and the researchers never met us, never knew anything about us other than our stool sample, they could tell with 90% accuracy if we were lean or overweight just by the bacteria present in our stool. Because the bacteria determine how well we can harvest nutrients from our food. The bacteria tell us about our mood stability, about our body's ability to communicate from the gut to the brain, about our hormone balance. And with that information, just looking at the microbiome, they can tell with 90% accuracy if we are lean or overweight. The other thing that's fascinating to me, and I shared this in Sunday's VIP email, is that when the bacteria in the gut changes, body weight changes independent of what you're eating. The reason for that is as we optimize our microbiome, increase the good guys, decrease the bad guys, create a friendly and hospitable environment in the gut for the good guys to thrive and the bad guys to be killed off, minimized, we change digestion, we change hunger, we change cravings, we change our body's propensity to store fat, and we upregulate our body's likelihood to burn fat or build muscle. That's major, major. And the good news is, I mean, I think this is all good news. The great news then is that the lifespan of a microbe, one of these bacterial cells that make up your microbiome, there's like a trillion of them, it's only about 20 minutes. So your gut is constantly changing. And the reason I say that's great news is because when we employ some strategies to upregulate the good guys, downregulate the bad guys, and create this very hospitable environment for growth, we can change the way we feel pretty darn fast. Pretty darn fast. This is not something that's going to take months or years to feel the impact. If I had to make sure you understand any one thing in this episode, one of the primary things I want to get super clear on is that different strains of bacteria have different functions, okay? So the great way to think about this is like vitamins. We don't just think like, I need vitamins and any vitamin will do. We understand that vitamin D has a very, very different role than vitamin K, and we cannot take vitamin K and expect that it's going to do the job of vitamin D. It doesn't work like that, right? We understand that in the B vitamin family, there's lots of different B vitamins. And B3 is not the same thing as B12, right? That B1 is not the same thing as B6. And we 
use the vitamin we need for the effect that we need. Well, when it comes to probiotics, a lot of people just think of them as like probiotic, good bug. But we need to think about it more in terms of the vitamin. We know that vitamin K is different from vitamin B, but even vitamin B has many different forms that each have a different function. And the same thing is true with probiotics, okay? Certain bacterial strains are going to make you feel more hungry, are going to make your hunger return more quickly than others. There are probiotics that are going to have an impact on mindset and mood and others that have nothing at all to do with mindset and mood but are very focused towards um, bloating, okay? It is not, this is one of the reasons that I also don't say like, yeah, just go get a probiotic, you'll be fine. Because we have to know what is the issue that we want resolved. If you are somebody who wants probiotics because you're experiencing bloating or constipation, well, then you don't want to take Lactobacillus helveticus R0052 because that is targeted for inflammation in the brain. But if you are somebody who is struggling with depression, you want that strain. Most people just go to the store and they grab a probiotic and they're not thinking about the fact that just like B1 is different from B3, just like vitamin D is different from vitamin K, even though they're all vitamins, they do very different things. The same is true with probiotics. Where I would be starting, I don't, I don't necessarily do this kind of work um, individually with my clients, but they're absolutely conversations that I have in general. Let's say that somebody was like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that my depression had such a, a connection to my gut. Well, we would want to be looking at strains, like I mentioned, Lactobacillus helveticus, but even beyond that, there's a specific strain number, R0052, which would be different from a different number, right? That one is targeting inflammation in the brain, and inflammation in the brain is directly linked to depression, if it's somebody who's really struggling with anxiety, we would be looking at uh, one of the bifo bifidobacterium, bifidobacterium longum, specifically R0175, which is targeted towards anxiety. And if you're like, well, I have depression and anxiety, that's okay. There are, there are ways to get both, especially when we're talking about supplementation. They're going to put the strains on the bottle, but you have to know, just like when you walk in to get a vitamin, you know whether you're going to get a bottle of D3 or you're going to get a bottle of uh, K2, right? Because they do different things. Um, for stress, lactobacillus rhamnosus, R0011. Great for stress because the mechanism there is it's going to lower cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone. And lactobacillus rhamnosus R0011 is going to increase your body's production of the neurotransmitter GABA. That's the thing about probiotics. They actually can synthesize different vitamins and minerals. They can synthesize neurotransmitters. Or in some cases, they tell your body to upregulate the production. So they might not be directly involved, but they're involved in the signaling pathway. 
So some, if we're walking in and looking at a store shelf, some probiotic blends might exclusively have strains that are targeting mental health, that are targeting anxiety, depression, um, mood issues, stress, resilience. And others might be exclusively targeting diarrhea, right? Some strains of probiotic you only want to take if you have diarrhea because it's going to slow down your digestive time. Well, if you are constipated and you want bowel regularity, you do not want to take that bacterial strain that's great for diarrhea because what is it going to do? It's going to slow down the transit time and you are looking for something that speeds it up. Everybody make sense? Let's back up just a skosh and talk about how to know if your gut needs improvement. Uh, from a big picture standpoint, I think it, it's true for all of us. We all can benefit from. Maybe you're a unicorn and your gut is like perfectly balanced. I haven't met a unicorn yet, but I'm open to it. I'm ready. I'm ready for my first unicorn encounter. But I think we all have room for improvement in our gut. So some of the obvious ones are not having a bowel movement after every meal. And you might be like, there are people that have bowel movements after every meal. Yeah, absolutely. You want your food to be having a healthy transit time through your intestines and being eliminated. Because if it's not, that can cause gas, that can cause bloating, that can cause um, all sorts of bacteria issues in your gut because it, the, the stuff you've eaten is just hanging around in your colon for too long fermenting. No bueno. So that's one sign. And we won't go down that rabbit hole, but it's pretty straightforward. If you're not having a bowel movement after every meal, that is a sign that your gut, your microbiome needs some improvement. If you experience bloating on a regular basis, constipation, or diarrhea. But again, just as a reminder, totally different approaches there because there are strains that are going to target diarrhea by slowing down transit time. And there are strains that are going to target constipation or lack of bowel regularity by speeding up the transit time. Totally different. Your gut needs some love if you're struggling with depression or anxiety or stress if you have excessive hunger or cravings, if you're overweight, if you have joint pain or inflammation, if you're struggling with focus or memory recall, if you have heartburn, if you have trouble sleeping, if you have hormonal imbalances. Supplementation, as I said, is not going to be the first line of defense for most people, which is why we talk about things like quality nutrition. And again, I've done episodes on what that means. What is quality nutrition for your gut? I've done that in a handful of episodes, and I'm going to link to those in the show notes. So you can find those episodes at primalpotential.com forward slash 596. But it's not just nutrition. It's also stress and sleep. With that said, it's kind of like, chicken or egg? Should I try to focus on sleeping more and stressing less? Or should I supplement with a strain of bacteria that's going to help me stress less, that's going to reduce my anxiety? And I think it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. And perhaps it should be both. Another huge improvement that you can implement today that will help your microbiome dramatically is stop overeating. 
right? No matter, I don't care if we're talking about Brussels sprouts and broccoli or we're talking about Hostess cupcakes, overburdening your system is going to impair the potential robustness of your microbiome. It's going to put a drag on the system. So um, it, it's kind of independent of what you're eating, but eat what your body needs. Don't eat more than that. And then if you know of things to which you are sensitive, whether that is caffeine or it's dairy or it's nuts or it's seeds or it's eggs, cut them out. Seriously. A lot of people will say, I'm really sensitive to eggs, but it seems like I can have one before the symptoms show up. Well, dude, just because you have one and you don't break out in hives doesn't mean that there isn't something happening internally. There is. So if you know you're sensitive to eggs, stop eating eggs. Stop eating eggs. All right. We talked about how certain strains are good for certain things um, and, and talking about the mental health ones because I want to go back to this because the stress, anxiety, depression piece can be like the lead domino because the stress, depression, anxiety is a big part of maybe why you're turning to alcohol or why you're turning to food or why you're overeating, et cetera. So think about some of those strains, the Lactobacillus helveticus R0052, the Bifidobacterium longum R0175, or the Lactobacillus rhamnosus R0011. And again, labels of products are going to show you these because they are going to have an impact on stress, depression, and anxiety. And there's a lot of clinical research showing significant reductions in irritability, in stress, in depression, in anxiety with those three strains. And I'll put them in the show notes. But again, they are Lactobacillus helveticus R0052, Bifidobacterium longum R0175, and then Lactobacillus rhamnosus R0011. There are a few different things we need to consider in addition to, we've talked a lot about probiotics, but it's not just probiotics, right? Prebiotics, just like we have fuel for us, our bacteria need fuel too, and sometimes it's different. So prebiotics are indigestible carbohydrates that are the fuel source for the probiotics, making sure that they have the fuel that will keep them alive and thriving and growing, Without these prebiotics, the strains, even if you take them, they can't live and function because you didn't give them the right fuel. And you can get some of these from your diet, garlic, green banana, asparagus, right? We've got to make sure you're doing it consistently. Or you can get a supplement that includes the probiotics and their prebiotic fuel source. But just like... Um, there's, there's human food and there's animal food. Like I don't eat my dog's kibble and my dog doesn't eat my salad. My dog certainly doesn't eat my chocolate. The same thing is true for probiotics. So it's not enough to be like, oh, I'm eating so my, pro- my probiotics can eat too. Just like I have specific food for my chickens and specific food for my dog and specific food for me, the same thing is true with probiotics and it's also strain specific, which is why it can be really helpful to make sure that your formula, that you're ta- if you're going to do the supplement route, that you're taking a supplement that has with it the prebiotic fuel for the probiotic strain you're taking. And soapbox moment, 
most of you guys know that before I started Primal, I worked for a supplement company. I started out as an assistant project manager, or no, sorry, an assistant product manager. Then I became a product manager. Um, and then I started overseeing other product managers. And then I became the director of product development. Well, in that time, I became a little bit critical of supplement companies because not only was my job to create new products and educate our field about the new products that we created, but a big part of my job was to study my competition. Who's coming out with what? Because that was how I would say to uh, the field that was, that was our customer base, this is how I would be able to say our product is better than the other products. And in this work, which I really loved doing, I became very critical of supplements in general because what what seemed to happen over and over is that companies would make product formulation decisions knowing that their customers didn't know what they were looking for. And so they would cut corners and they would cut costs and they would put together a strain of probiotics without disclosing what the strains were focused on or without including the prebiotic fuel source for the probiotics. And there was just a lot of just money grabbing, right? Create a product that's going to tell the customer what the customer wants to hear, even if it's not going to do for the customer what the customer is looking for. Um, And it made me very, very picky about supplements. That's not to say there aren't some really great products out there because there absolutely are. And there are some companies that are doing it very well. But I put this out there to say just because a product is on the shelf does not mean you should spend your money on it because most of them are trash, junk, waste. That's how I feel about that. And the the tough spot for consumers is that if you didn't work in the supplement industry, you don't necessarily know what is trash, junk, waste. And I will never like talk down about a specific company because um, I just, that's just not how I want to live my life. Um, but I just want you guys to, to be mindful of that. Be mindful of that. Um, So the prebiotics amplify the probiotic effect by making sure that the probiotics you consume either in supplement form or in food form have the fuel they need to thrive and multiply. And with the right prebiotics, this can increase the probiotic effect by up to 70% and it can decrease the pathogenic bacteria by up to 30%. And then you want to think about things like digestive enzymes and mobility enhancers. So if you are somebody who maybe doesn't have a bowel movement every time you eat, then you want to think about ingredients that are going to improve the transit time of the food through your gut. So ginger is one of those. Artichoke is another one of those. Um, L-glutamine reduces bloating and that can kind of speed up uh, motility through the gut, promoting elimination or helping you poop, basically. So you want to be considering all of those factors. And if you are like, okay, nutrition is where I need to start. I'm not overlooking what those changes look like. Uh, I've just already covered it in a handful of other episodes, 432, 482. Um, I talk about my own experience in 504. So I'm going to link to those episodes. But what I want you walking away from this thinking primarily is this. Your gut is about way more than your guts. Your gut is about way more than digestion because what is happening in your microbiome is influencing your hormones. What is happening in your microbiome is influencing your mood, depression, anxiety, uh, good feelings that come from serotonin and dopamine and GABA. 
Your gut is influencing whether you are getting the nutrients you need from your food, but also your propensity to store fat and your propensity to burn fat. And we can change the gut. And it begins with nutrition. Stress and sleep have a massive factor. Minimizing toxins reducing overeating, not consuming foods to which you are sensitive have huge roles. And for people who have a foundation of healthy habits, supplements can certainly add to that. So if you've got questions about this, if you want to know which strains are really focused on uh, the mental wellness side of this, I'll put uh, those strains, Lactobacillus helveticus, uh, R0052, Lactobacillus rhamnosus, R0011, Bifidobacterium longum, R0175. Again, these will be on labels of products uh, if you decide to take that route. But also think about not only the fact that your microbiome has this systemic effect, positive and negative, negative, depending on how you optimize for it, but also a probiotic is not a probiotic, just like a vitamin is not a vitamin. And even vitamin B is not across the same across all strains, right? B1 has a different role than B2, has a different role than B3, has a different role than B6, has a different role than B12, right? So we have to think about that when we're thinking about probiotics. You wouldn't just walk in and say, I need a vitamin, So don't walk in and say, I need a probiotic, right? What is the vitamin for is going to tell us what form of the vitamin we need. And we have to take the same approach with probiotics. It's very, very important. And then beyond that, we've got to think about the prebiotics. We've got to think about the phytobiotics. We've got to think about whether we need digestive enzymes or digestive mobility enhancers as well. Hope this helps. Definitely check out the show notes, primalpotential.com forward slash 596. If you have questions, let me know. I am here and happy to help. And of course, in any one podcast episode, we can't possibly cover anything or we can cover anything. We can cover everything, just not all at once. So if you've got questions, let me know and I would be happy to help you. Primalpotential.com forward slash 596. Make today amazing and I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.